both of us were very different from each other. <laughs> Those are probably the, the funniest yeah. moments behind the scenes. Yeah. Hello, everyone. It's Aziz here in the Story Bonding podcast, and I'm really glad to have today two guests, Jeff and Luke from uh, SoCal Sense. And the thing that makes them special is that their channel has one of the best engagements I've ever seen, although it's small. So today we will have a discussion and try to see what is about them or the way they think or their chemistry that makes this possible. So hello, Jeff and Luke. How's it going? How's it going? Thanks for having us. I'm doing great. I'm happy to have you here. And I was wondering, and this is the first question, when was that moment that you, both of you decided we should start a fragrance YouTube channel, you know, how was that conversation or what sparked that idea at the moment where you said, this is it, we're done, we're going for it? It kind of happened as a funny yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, me and me and uh, Luke were doing a uh, yoga and we both learned that we both collected uh, fragrances. And then from there, we started watching uh, Jeremy Fragrance because Luke introduced me to uh, Jeremy Fragrance videos. Yeah. And... Yeah, pretty much like I was sick for an entire month, like back in 2018, like it's a really bad, like flu pretty much. And I just binged to watch Jeremy and I just, you know, was watching everything and I just went out and blind bought, you know, a bunch of different fragrances. And then um, Jeff is actually a professional yoga instructor and um, he was giving me like a little private and we started just talking about our collections and um, I showed him Jeremy. And then just naturally, you know, Jeff one day was like, hey, like we should start a channel. And at first I was like, oh, like that could be cool. And then, you know, Jeff really pulled the trigger on it. Um, and yeah, it just kind of happened naturally. Yeah. And so we already had pretty large collections between the two of us before this happened because we were we both collectors anyways. And then after we started the channel, it just our collections just magnified significantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, a question to Luke, and then I will ask Jeff another one. Luke, you're into music and you have a Spotify, you know, list of songs that later on we will talk about the link to. But as a musician, what from music or from that whole field and learning and growing there gave you some skills or some insights that helped you with the channel? It's like a metaphor for things because human beings learn from everywhere. Was there any insight from music that helps you grow your YouTube channel? Yeah, I definitely think um, just like, you know, the concepts of, you know, just being a musician and an artist, um, especially promoting yourself independently and just learning about social media and just learning to always engage with people um, engage with fans, engage, respond to the comments, uh, make sure to go live. And just like that kind of mindset as being an artist promoting myself definitely transferred over into, you know, growing the channel. Cause you know, building a fan base on anything is, you know, this, it's the same concept, the same ideas. 
I think that was the number one thing that really transferred over. I understand. So the live is kind of a mini concert for you and the engagement with the fans because the fans are who make you the star or whoever you are. Did I understand exactly. correctly? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Jeff, Jeff, I know that not only did you begin collecting fragrances like a billion years ago, <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to make you look old, you sound old, but also you're involved with creating actors for Hollywood and Broadway and with dance instruction and with yoga, which may seem on the surface to be totally different. But did you have any lessons from those experiences that you're using almost every day in growing your channel and making it what it is? Yeah, it's it's almost it's very similar to Luke's thing. So like I teach at the the largest professional dance studio in the world, a Millennium Dance Complex. And part of what makes Millennium big is is like how you engage with your students and with the people that watch all the content on the videos of the dance videos and stuff. And so being able to take like that was easy for me to transfer over to using it in fragrances. And a lot of times with, especially in the fragrance world, um, some of the concepts in like creating a viral dance video or something is very new to the fragrance world. It, like it hasn't crossed over to that genre yet. So just implementing like little things here or there has been like good. And then when I met manage uh, actors, um, that is more like when I like, when I deal with my clients and I deal with like productions and studios and casting and stuff, that's more of just like a, how to interact with people in a professional way um, without, cause you never want to be too negative. You never want to be any of that stuff. So you always have to respond with a correct answer, even if you're responding to something negative. So that's allowed me to uh, be able to just judge my audience and engage with my audience from a professional standpoint. Yes, it, it sounds interesting. So I have a question for Jeff and for both of you, Jeff and Luke. Jeff, you talked about that there is a way to make, um, you know, dance videos go viral that you're using in your channel. Can you talk about a little bit about this? And to both of you, you both mentioned engagement, engagement, engagement. It's a word that can mean a lot to a lot of people. How do you conceptualize engagement and what do you do to get it? And how do you know you have it from fans? Yeah, so like with, with dance, for example, um, a lot of the viral dance videos, they take something that's like very new or very interesting and unique, and then they just kind of run with it. So like a new song comes out, they'll create a new dance based around that song. Um, for us, it's like a new fragrance comes out. So like our video of this past weekend, I don't know when this podcast is going to air, but our last video is a new fragrance called Unisex. And we were able to take it and it, as it's a brand new thing and kind of push it out. So the earlier we can get to some stuff, the better, because the more it's new and fresh, the more people will look for it. I and understand. Engagement, yeah. Um, and then as far as engagement goes, um, it's it's honestly like the the concept of uh, you could say quality over quantity. You know, you can have um, let's let's translate it into like a musician standpoint. There's there could be an artist right who has I don't know a million streams on a song, but doesn't have you know everyone knows a song, but he doesn't have real fans. He doesn't have people who will come and pay tickets to come see him. You know, so engagement is having a real um, you know just a real base of people that 
support you and really care versus just having a ton of numbers. So have, we could have a million views on a video, but maybe, you know, a thousand comments versus, you know, having a hundred thousand views and 10,000 comments. It's just about the quality of the, the viewer. And if that makes sense to you. I understand Engaged. because there is the concept of, uh, a thousand true fans for musicians and entertainers, which goes along with this. I love it. It's, it's actually very cool what you're sharing here today. And I'm wondering just to dig into the team of both of you. Do you have a similar personality, you both? Or do, are you totally different in your personalities? And how does that translate into the work you do? Does it make it better? Like what's going on in the dynamic between both of you? I think we just kind of play off each other. Yeah, but definitely different, very different in a lot of ways. But then yeah. we have like some common ground beliefs and like ideas. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why it works. But so if yeah. you took like those circle graphs where there's two circles, we yeah. have one side's Luke, one side's me. And then we have stuff that we meet inside the yeah. middle. We meet in the middle for fragrance love. Yeah. For our passion for, yeah, fragrances. <laughs> wow. I was going like, to ask. With both of us, we're very different from each other. <laughs> yeah. So I will ask two questions because there is an official question that I prepared. And there's something that I got curious about right now. So the official question is, how did your friendship improve or evolve or change after starting the YouTube channel? But what I'm curious about is, to each of you, what is the love of fragrances and why? What is the meaningful reason behind your love for fragrances, both? I think our relationship has stayed the same since we started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hang out every week, multiple, well, almost every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So since we started the channel to now, it's pretty much the same. Um, I'll let Luke go with what's his love of fragrance. Oh, yeah. And I, I again, um, the love of fragrances, I feel like, again, this is something that, that connects with uh, music or with uh, fashion or with, you know, um, any of the, say, art forms. Um, they all make you feel something. They all give you a certain sensation. They bring a certain memory, a certain feeling. So when you spray a certain fragrance on, you know, that makes you feel like, oh, like I'm in the woods and it's, you know, I have, a, I have a date in the woods on a, you know, misty evening. Like everything gives, gives emotion. It provokes a feeling. You may spray one and, you know, you feel like you're driving a Ferrari and you're, you know, like everything gives you an emotion. And I think it's the same when you, when you listen to a song and it makes you feel something. I feel like that's why it's all connected. And that's where my love for fragrances is. It's another form of expression. Yeah, that's mine as well. Like when I spray a fragrance on it, uh, it makes me feel like confident. It makes me feel like it's like another like piece of my like outfit or whatever I'm wearing that day. So it's like an extra like little added bonus to um, my, just how I'm perceived and how I perceive myself to the world and people around me. Um, I always tell people when they always ask me like, uh, should I wear a fragrance for this or that? Or I was like, as like, make sure you're properly groomed, maintain like good social etiquette and stuff. I was like, and then the fragrance is just the cherry on top. Yeah. Um, it's just that nice little extra touch that like it's does wonders. 
Yeah. yeah. And how we have our fragrances set up too. We have a section, you know, our daytime fragrances, our nighttime fragrances, our date night fragrances, our just cuddling fragrances. Like we have them all split up for different occasions because again, it does go with, you know, the mood and the setting. And yeah. And we have our casual fragrances. Yes. Yeah, casual. Like yeah. James sense. Yeah. Days we're not doing anything. We yeah. throw on a casual fragrance. Like super specific. We've broken it down. <laughs> That's great. And Luke. I can hear a lot of passion in your voice. I'm curious, are you passionate about many, many things? And, you know, as a musician, I don't know whether you write your songs or what do you do exactly in producing your own songs, but I'm curious about the creative process. When do you know it's time to create a good song? When, like, what do you feel that lets you know now something great is gonna happen musically yeah so i actually write produce record and mix all my own stuff all my own songs i'm really i I just at 10 years old i uh i started playing guitar i joined a band and i just fell in love with music and then you know i built like a little home studio and started teaching myself how to produce just off of youtube actually and um, just, yeah, I fell in love with every aspect of it from the writing to the actually, I'm you know, singing, I'm uh, mixing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not like a, a way you just feel like, oh, something great's, you know, going to happen. It's just, uh, you, I don't know, you sit down there and you just have fun. Like there's no, a lot of people overthink. And I feel like when you overthink, sometimes you start to stress out. Um, but when you just, you know, are having fun and just doing what you love, and I'm, just, I'm passionate about, you know, making it, it just kind of comes. And then sometimes, you know, if I can make a song and I could think it's the ba- greatest thing ever. And, you know, maybe someone else doesn't like it because everyone has their own opinions. But at the end of the day, I'm just having fun doing what I love to do. Yes. Yeah. And Jeff, about yeah. yoga, how did it change or mellow down or expand your personality over the years? Because... I believe that yoga is not just a physical practice like stretching, but it's kind of, it stretches the mind in a way, or it makes you more present in your body. So as a person who is involved in so many kinesthetic activities, what like change in your personality and life did yoga give you? Yeah. So when I first went into yoga, I went into it for purely a physical practice. So like sweating, stretching, you know, going through that full yoga workout mentality. But then after going through the training and the the teachers stuff, um, I began to become aware of all the different aspects of yoga. And what I ended up taking from it towards the end um, of my training was I enjoyed more of the calming aspects of it, the, the mental clarity, the relaxation, the, uh, I always call it the brain body connection. When you tap into your parasympathetic nervous system and you're able to like control your, your, your um, breath, your um, if you're stressed out, it helps control your stress hormones. So being able to like go into the more mellow going after I finished all of my training was very different to how I was going into it. So in going with how it's changed me as a person is I'm just much more relaxed about things. I don't think there's always a right wrong way or a wrong way. 
There's many correct ways to do things. There's many incorrect ways to do things too. Um, so it's just about navigating your own path and being okay with what happens and not judging what happens. Just being, as long as you're putting in in the effort and work, just being okay with the results is kind of where I ended up as from going into being, I just want to work out to I'm okay as long as I show up. Yes. And I think we all need that in these times. And I remember, Jeff, in one of the live streams, you shared that you had another channel on YouTube that didn't do, didn't do so well. So I'm wondering if somebody is hearing they don't have the option of moving to another industry or kind of channel, what did you learn from growing your fragrance YouTube channel that if you could return today and focus on the other channel, you will do to make sure that it grew much more. And, you know, tell us about that story and what you'll do different and what you learned from growing a YouTube channel from this one that you could use in the other one if you chose to. Yeah, so I started, we started SoCal Sense around the same time as my other channel. My other channel was a spinoff of what I do on Instagram and it's called Performer Tips. And I still do it on Instagram. It's part of my stories on my Instagram channel. Um, and it was based around using my knowledge as a talent manager in Hollywood to help navigate performers on the do's and don'ts and things that they should know versus things that they should avoid doing. And I thought it was going to have a huge audience because people, there's so many people around the world that want to know how to make it big in Hollywood. And my stories always do well on Instagram. People always ask me about them. And the YouTube channel just did not gain any traction whatsoever. While our fragrance channel at the same exact time was getting hundreds of new followers every day, where I was looking at the analytics for the Performer Tips channel, and no one was even interacting with it. So I decided to just stop doing the Performer Tips channel because I was like, this is too much effort for very little um, engagement. Whereas like, I'm already having an, an engaged audience with this on Instagram. So I'm just going to keep it with the Instagram platform that I already have a big audience for. And then just focus on the YouTube side, just the fragrance channel and let that one flourish and grow. Yes, doing more of what works. It's actually yes. really good. It's a great strategy. And Luke, what are your musical inspirations? Why? And if you could like create a fragrance that represented your own musical style, how would it smell? It would be a mix of which fragrances you love or whatever. Yeah, you know what? Um, I actually I'm inspired by so many things. Um, again, as I mentioned, I I started off playing in a band, and we played everything. We played like you know ACDC, Linkin Park, to uh, you know bands like Fall Out Boy, and then I discovered you know the electronic scene with guys like David Guetta and Calvin Harris. Um, but I look up to a lot of great you know producers, a lot of great people, you know songwriters that maybe most people don't know, but behind the scenes work. Um, so my, my, my in inspiration is just, you know, everywhere. Um, and I kind of, you know, pull from even, you know, country guys like Florida, Georgia line. Like I love great melodies, great harmonies. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people 
in the, you know, in the industry have that. Um, even, you know, Frank Sinatra, one of my favorites, um, the feeling, the emotion that he pulls. I like to try to take feelings and emotions and put them into my songs. Even if I'm in a completely different genre, the feeling is the thing you're, you know, I, I try to capture. Um, and as far as a fragrance, um, I love, I love, you know, a sexier smelling fragrance. Um, so I would say something definitely um, with a Tonka type of note, um, like a, a fresh, sexy scent, I say was how you would describe my, my, my fragrance, my ultimate thing. Something you can wear kind of all the time, but definitely leans a little bit more of a, you know, has a little more of a, a seductive-ish vibe, but still light enough where it's not, um, I don't know, overbearing or too much to wear at a certain place, if that makes sense to you. <laughs> Yes, it does. Yeah, it's actually, it really good. Wear, like, Twenty fragrances a week. Yeah, <laughs> we wear yeah multiple a day. We're always switching off. Um, but yeah, yes. And Jeff, you're a very popular guy who has a way with humans and with making connections. That's how I feel about you. That you're kind of a connector, kind of networking naturally, kind of guy. I would say that. It has been my thesis and what I believe that many times when we get to the next level in life, it's because another person opened to us a door. So for people that think that if they are a lone wolf, they should do it all by their own and they ignore everyone and they don't care about their reputation or feeling, I think they're wrong. But in your life, were there clear situations where that made you value more knowing and having stronger relationships with more people because of somebody else, you got to a place you wouldn't get to without that. Did you have such experiences? Yeah, for sure. I always feel like it's so good to network and connect with people, but I always say network and connect with real people, like people that actually want to engage and talk with you and care about you. And so like, I always, I always tell my friends like, whenever they need help with like, let's say acting or something like that. And they're not a client. Um, I'll always like give them like honest and real feedback to help them increase their chances of getting somewhere else or booking that job. Or if something comes my way and I know someone who's perfect for it, I always try to send it to them. Um, and for like Doris, for me, like you can say that like, getting all the jobs that I've ever had. There's been someone that introduced me to the person that opened the door for me, that got me in with the talent manager and I became a talent manager. And then teaching at the biggest professional dance studio at the world, someone opened the door for me to be able to teach a class there. And it's just, I always say it's good to be good to your friends and you want your friends to be good to you because you never know where that opportunity will come you never know what door will open and you always want to be mindful of what doors you should go through, which doors you should step away from um, as well. Great. I only have two questions left. The first is for both of you. What do you see your vision for the future for your so-called fans channel? What would be the ideal ultimate vision that will make you feel satisfied with where the channel will go or will be, not just in the number of subscribers, but as a community, as a culture, as a whole value thing that you broadcast to the world? I would say like 
just getting more people to just feel confident in themselves. Cause I think fragrance brings a lot of confidence to you, whether it's like, we always get questions on like, what's your date fragrance? Like me and Luke always have, we have two specific ones. We usually recommend people, but that brings me and Luke confidence whenever we wear those. Um, another thing I would just say is like all of the, our regular fans that go on the lives with us, they all interact with us in a very positive way. And I think just bringing positivity to any community you're in, whether it's like your, your hometown or your church or your school or your friend group or your um, workplace group, you want to always bring positivity. I, just, I always say when there's too much negativity, it just brings everybody down. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I agree with everything Jeff said. Um, and then, yeah, plans as far as like the future is just, um, you know, keeping up with, uh, with you know, the new fragrances, staying active, posting, and just, yeah, continue to scale up and, um, yeah, engage with our core audience. Hey, maybe even, you know, come out with merch one day or like, you know, something like that. Um, they always ask yeah. if like, if you could create your own fragrance brand, would you? And I was like, I'd rather be the creative director for like Prada for a fragrance line or like a Paco Rabanne. Yeah. It's like, I feel like that would be like the ultimate flex is being the creative director on a new fragrance from that's cool. Prada. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I can imagine you totally doing that and rocking it. And this is not the final question, but I just, it popped up into my head. Did both of you or any of you have any funny situation that happened in the behind the scenes or during filming of anything or fragrance related, like that is worthy of being mentioned that you laugh about from time to time? Uh, well, there was one time <laughs> we were filming with uh, Rachel and this was, I think it's the night on the town video from like a year and a half ago. And Luke has a little teeny albino white chihuahua dog. It's very small. And towards the end of the video, there was a stuffed animal on the ground. And the entire time we were filming, it was just humping the stuffed animal. And it was really hard to keep a straight face. Yeah. Um, and then we always laugh about Victoria almost throwing up, smelling Aqua Atlantique. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are probably that, the, the funniest yeah. moments behind the scenes yeah okay then the final question to each one of you and please be honest with this what's one controversial thing that both of you never shared publicly before about the fragrance community whether in general or anything that you can share today i suspect it will have something to do with the niche versus the uh, <laughs> the more mainstream, but I hope it's something more juicy. What is something controversial about the fragrance community, the fragrance YouTube people, the commenters, anything related to that, the fragrances themselves that you believe and that you can share today? Um, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say the word is controversial. I say everyone has a subjective opinion about what they like and what they don't like. Um, we kind of feel that some of these uh, niche fragrance brands may, you know, they, they maybe make sense that are less appealing to the masses. Um, sometimes, you know, even their performance isn't as great as the designer ones. Um, obviously there are people that are, you know, snobs with the niche and they just kind of like the status, you know, of having a expensive fragrance even if it doesn't smell that great, they'll just wear it to say that they're wearing that designer. I mean, that, that niche house. Um, 
but to us, I mean, we just kind of like, if it's good, it's good. You know, um, it's not like a controversy. It's just kind of like a funny thing that we've found. It's good. It's good. If it works, it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So both we're not big on performance. Like people always ask us about like performance beasts and stuff like that. And we're not huge on that. As long as it does what it needs to do, what it's designed to do, we're completely okay with that. So like we're, I guess it's controversial. We're fine with average performance. Yeah. And a big thing is, um, for instance, like we've, we've done, you know, on our channel, um, a video where we compare, let's say a, you know, uh, a, a niche brand that's a few hundred bucks versus like a Nautica Voyage and the Nautica Voyage will sometimes win out on the entire video as being, that's the one that the, you know, our guest loves the most and enjoys the most. So it doesn't always mean price, you know, equals better. Yeah. $15 fragrance beat yeah. out of $300. Exactly. Fragrance. Yeah. Yes. And so from our conversation, I'm thinking if I could summarize SoCal Sense in, in three words, it will be authenticity, it will be engagement, and, you know, confidence. Did I get it correctly or you'd like to change anything? No, I would say that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. And women. <laughs> Beautiful women. Yes. Beautiful women. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I said with confidence because it's using fragrances for confidence to talk to the girls and meet them and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So, and I always think fragrances are a good conversation starter too. Totally, yeah. Like if you smell something really good on someone, you'll be like, hey, what are you wearing? And then it can create like a interesting like icebreaker for yeah. the conversation. Definitely, definitely. This is good. So the did you experience such a thing where it was an icebreaker, the fragrance you were wearing, or is that more of a theoretical ideal hope? No, all, all the time, all the time. Like you have no idea how many, like even I just be like at the mall and I'm, you know, walking past, I don't know, the cashier at the store or whatever. And she's like, Oh my gosh, like, what is that? What are you wearing? And then, you know, from there, easy. That's a quick, quick way to engage. Um, but yeah, all the time, even at, you know, at the dance studio, um, people will stop me be like, wow, like that's insane. You know, guys and girls, to be honest, um, like, bro, like where can I buy them? And then girls like just trying to sniff my neck. And, uh, yeah, so that happens. And it lot. always feels girl when the girl tries to smell your neck. Oh dad. yeah. Yeah. Jeff has a lot of stories too, um, about you know, him working at universal and getting stopped yeah. by, yeah. Like you have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely had people come well into my personal bubble that I've never met before from wearing fragrances. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Smell is really a primal kind of thing that can overtake the person. It's like, I think Luke loves gourmand. So I guess uh, it's the same as a tasty meal. You become delicious. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I can agree with uh, that. I asked Jeff before he didn't really know but look, which is your most favorite gourmand fragrance of all? Oh my gosh! Oh, let's see. Um, you know what? I don't. I, I don't know if I can name a favorite gourmand fragrance. Um, I really like. Uh, what's it called? The 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 casual life. Oh yeah. Um, that's like a key lime pie-ish kind of vibe. Um, that's from Salvatore, Salvatore Ferragamo. That one's cool yeah. for like a. A warm weather one um but i would say most are not maybe like less the word gourmand but maybe more like i like a tonka 
uh, sweet tobacco, sexy kind of like more of that vibe. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's more like my my overall signatures like date night meeting someone for the first time. I definitely and some are like that. gourmand too. Like yeah. stronger with you is a as an almond vibe to almond, it. Okay, yeah. which is gourmand to some people. Um, yeah. Like Ultramel has a bubblegum vibe, a fruity bubblegum yeah. vibe. Okay, yeah. If but, you're going in that wave, then yeah, definitely like a sweet, smoky, uh, sweet tobacco, sweet boozy, um, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Sweet leathery. <laughs> Thank you. And Jeff, you know, I think you also, you know, I talk with you often. So Luke, I've been, I didn't hear from him as much so i've been asking him such questions but you jeff as a person you strike me as somebody with like who cares you really care about others about the world about what's going on if you could change something that you feel is wrong in this world something you care about what would it be um honestly i just think people are too negative about everything and a lot of people hide behind like on social media, they hide behind pro- fake profiles and they it's called trolling or negative for negative sake. And I just think if everyone spent a little bit more time being a little bit more like positive or as our parents taught us when we're little, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Because um, whenever people spread negativity, it just makes people feel worse and then it usually spirals and then that person says something negative to someone else so i say just just be be more positive towards the people and world around you yes i actually did some studies about people that when they're hiding behind you know a fake persona or some uh, invisible thing they feel invisible they get really mean but even gary v gets a lot of hate so i guess it's a good sign because if you're hated, it means you're loved. You're not just tolerated. Yeah. yeah. A funny, actually, a funny um, story with that directly is I had um, a couple videos on, on Instagram uh, reposted on this big page that posts singers and whatnot. And um, a few of them got, I think one got 2 million views. Another one got, you know, over a million views. And there were so many comments, like, you know, like, this guy sucks, he's, you know. But the second I responded, I would respond kind of jokingly with, like, a heart or, like, a thanks, bro. They would immediately respond to me, oh, I'm, I was totally, I was just kidding, like, keep up the good work, like, you're really cool, like, you're really cool. Um, but just the fact that, like, people just, I don't know, like, they don't think you're going to respond. And the second you do, a lot of times you can turn those uh, people into fans in a weird way. Like, a lot of them followed me after I just responded. Cause it kind of like, I don't almost showed, I don't take myself too seriously. And, and you're a person. I'm a person. Yeah. But it was weird. Like I just went through and they would literally be saying I was terrible and I suck. I would respond and they would say, Oh, I'm just kidding. And they would follow me and, you know, like all my posts and you know, it's so it's funny how that works out as well. Yes. It's actually a good intelligent strategy. Does any of both of you get recognized for the SoCal Sense channel in the real world or it never happened yet. Yeah, so we were at a department store. Uh, well, I was with Luke's younger brother, Sean, and the guy at the uh, the men's fragrance counter, he was like, oh, you guys are from SoCal Sense. <laughs> and he was actually wearing uh, Office for Men. And he's like, what fragrance I was wearing? And me and Luke are very familiar with Office for Men because we have like three bottles sitting around the house. Yeah. And 
it was funny because he knew us from our channel, but then he, he was like so happy that we knew that he was wearing office <laughs> and it was like kind of crazy to like create like a, a real world interaction. And then earlier this year, I met one of our, um, my followers from the channel and he was like, it was so weird to me. Cause like to me, me and Luke are just normal people. And he treated us like, or he treated me cause Luke wasn't there that day. Um, he treated me like I was like some like big, like, personality star type of vibe like how people treat the hollywood stars when they meet them sometimes and yeah. i was just like uh i'm just jeff <laughs> you can be totally normal around me yeah yeah and i feel even with i haven't been with jeff when he's gotten recognized but just from my own my music and whatnot um having you know times where i was in las vegas randomly at this like little like amusement park they have and then as soon as i left I got a DM saying, you know, I saw you there, but I was too scared to come up and ask for a picture and all that. Um, and then when I go on my Instagram lives, you can guess people. And I've guested people multiple times and they've just come on and started crying because they couldn't believe that, like, they're talking to me. Um, and it's always kind of like crazy. Like, wow, like I didn't do anything. I just, you know, answered the phone. So I definitely, yeah, definitely can. You know, yeah, it's that. crazy. It's actually even those big star celebrities would wish to be treated like a normal human being rather than like a god walking on earth or something. They very yeah, much do. There's level, yeah, definitely levels to it once you get to a certain place where it's like, all right. Um, but right now, yeah, Jeff and I, I, I like it. Jeff likes it. We yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. And Jeff, yeah. you focus a lot on positivity. I can't stop this interview before asking you two things. Were you always a positive person? And if, you know, the world is filled with negative people, what do you recommend they could do every day as a practice to become positive? Um, I've been pretty positive most of my life. Um, I mean, there's always situations where you get mad or negative about something or real, realistically, um, especially I work, I, I mean, I work in the entertainment field, so I have to be realistic with my clients sometimes if they send in like a bad audition tape or something i can't be like oh that was good i'll tell them it was bad so like there's definitely times where i have to be like honest and like truthful to them so that they can improve but definitely i'm i i've been i'm pretty positive um as far as what, what was the second question i'm blanking what people can do to become more uh, like your positive yeah uh, to me, the simplest thing is, is just start each day, give someone a compliment or just say something positive to someone in, when you're interacting with people in the real world. Positivity can just be something like really small. It's like, oh, hey, it's really good to see you today. Hope you have a good day to uh, just being like, oh, I like your shirt or I like your hat or you smell really good. Um, but I think everyone should sit and meditate for like five minutes a day and just close your eyes, turn on some easy listening music and just breathe and meditation helps people's thoughts and their brain, like clear all the, their, their processing out. So it helps you process your thoughts better when you learn how to meditate. So five minutes of meditation a day will just make everyone feel better. It's true. It's absolutely true. I've been meditating for years and it actually changed my life. I can say it's one of the most important things anyone can do. So now any final words and how can people find you, get in touch with you or what are your socials and all that? I will write them down too in the description as well. 
Great. So on YouTube, SoCalSense, um, that's our YouTube channel. Our, U- our SoCalSense Instagram is SoCalSense Fragrances. So at SoCalSense Fragrances. And then my personal Instagram is at Jeffrey Victor. Yeah. And uh, my personal Instagram is Luke Baker Official. And on Spotify at Luke Baker, um, iTunes Luke Baker. And yeah. Great. And to me, I have to also plug myself because life is about, you know, not forgetting yourself. <laughs> Very so, true. Yeah, it is. So anybody who's listening, who is interested in, um, you know, writing or copy, I do email copywriting, article copywriting scripts for podcasts and videos and lead generation and all that good stuff that helps businesses grow. So they can email me at copy at storybonding.com, C-O-P-Y at storybonding.com. So all of us, let's say goodbye to these good people listening. So goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>